KCTK Radio proudly presents the Week Review. Hey, you know what, guys? This right here, this rambling, boring conversation containing already made-before observations, this could be a podcast. Uh, it's actually not a bad idea. Really? A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Well, that's it. We're anyone. Let's do a podcast from right here in the booth. Who's in? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Is it happening? Are we doing it now? Awesome. You're the reason that we do what we do. Music and talk, it's all for you. Now the guys who are lots of fun for making you laugh, they're number one. They review the week just for you. So get ready for Paul and Drew. Welcome to KCTK Radio's Week Review with Paul and Drew and Jack all up in your face. Join in on the experiment by calling or texting us at 913-735-0060. We dare you. Welcome to KCTK Radio's Week Review with Paul and Drew starring Jack who's all up in your face. Yeah. I'm Paul. That's Drew. Where's Jack? Aww. This is the show where we talk about things from last week. And the things that may happen next week, and yes, it's very weak. It's known as the show where non-interesting people never try to act interesting. We're the other show where everything is made up and the points don't matter. You can join the experiment by calling or texting us at 913-735-0060. We welcome your participation. We broadcast live every Thursday night at 7 p.m., a little bit after sometimes. You can listen at 100.3 FM on your radio dial stream on the Listen to My Radio app. Plus... You can watch all of us, all the action on Facebook Live. Hi, Facebook. But it's easier just to go to kctkradio.com and click Listen Live. Also, if you don't watch all the past adventures on YouTube, check out the KCTK Radio channel whenever you want on YouTube. Yeah. But that's not all. This program is offered as a podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbeam, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Himalaya, Pandora, Overcast, Stitcher, Instagram, even have Alexa ask my pod to play KCTK Radio or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Welcome to the program. It's our weekly adventure, our weekly fun. Thank you for joining us, everyone. We really um, greatly appreciate um, you joining us because, well, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, welcome to the program tonight. We have... Um, as promised last week, we have uh, some more robot news. We'd like to keep you up to date. We have a really interesting interview with Br- Braca Goitz, who uh, is an author. And uh, she, she kind of wrote about her life and learned how to improve her life. So that's coming up a little bit later. But uh, the thing I like to do the best, the thing I do the best of everything I do, the do's that I do, is introduce the man of the hour, the guy that makes it all happen. Here he is. The Droosh. Hi, Droosh. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Droosh, a.k.a. Car Ramrod, a.k.a. Mcmclovin. Ooh. Yeah, wow. I, got, I got a little favorite movies there. A little, little fun little yeah. tidbits. Say Car Ramrod. Car Ramrod. There it is. I don't know what that means. We're not live. What are you doing? We're not on air? Oh, sorry. What's going on there? There we go. Sorry about that. Yeah, really... it's all right. It's all right, folks. I know you can see that. Man, you really fucked that up and everything. <laughs> 
Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Thanks for um, you could you could turn it on to. Um, oh, I turned that um, one on. That's my job. No, I was talking. Oh, to, okay. Talking uh, yeah, to Kerm- okay. Yeah. So what's going on? No, nothing much, man. Uh, just had a good day off with my little baby, and we've been hanging out, and um, then uh, you know, I watched Joker last night. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. That is uh, pretty intense. Wow. Pretty intense stuff. Any any good stories from this week that before we get into our regular features? <clears throat> well, uh, apparently we're one. I got nothing really to you know update the fans with. Um, you know, just still doing my own thing, uh, working, um, taking care of the family. Well, know, just being a dad. I actually do have something I'm going to update. Oh, shit. I'm going to play this news story, and then I'm going to tell you... The solution? Something even better. <laughs> okay. Okay? It was like seven or eight different people in my mission talking about, get Charles out the stadium right now. Charles Penn. Let's call him Bad Luck Chuck. <laughs> the lifelong Chiefs fan is living proof. Now all heroes wear capes. Some just have to walk away from the kingdom. All right. I'm out of here. I'm out of here so we get the second half comeback going. Hopefully. Can't do it. Gotta leave, man. It's the only hope. Penn paid good money. Just a little over $200. For those AFC divisional seats, but gave it up for a greater cause that went viral on social media. <laughs> Sports Center, Bleacher Report, you know, Sports Illustrated. Yahoo Sports, USA Today, radio talk shows, and more. But what happened after, well, that proves bad luck Chuck may very well be a jinx to the kingdom. He leaves the stadium, goes home. And then when I got in the house, I see Darrell Thomas recovered that phone. I said, man, what the heck? No. <laughs> I, I just, oh, man, I knew that was going to happen. 41 unanswered points. And the Chiefs go from trailing 24 to nothing to winning 51 to 31. Are you a Chiefs jinx? <laughs> I don't believe it, but today... Number 15 believes it. Patrick, you talk about the fans and how important they were. There was one fan who's now going viral. He left when you guys were down 24 nothing because he said it was in the best interest of the team. What would you say to that fan? Uh, watch the next game at home. <laughs> so, have you heard that story? Uh, yeah, I've heard, I, I listened to his interview on the radio. I saw that he was on Ellen. and uh, He was on Ellen? He was on Ellen. Um, God, that makes me mad. It makes me mad, too, because... because the real hero... Was the Druze, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. That's you're, right. But you're not getting any publicity, Ellen trips. You know why? Because heroes, heroes don't try to get on the news. Here's the story, folks. Drew shows up to watch the game. The Chiefs game. We're Chiefs fans on this end. Yeah. Hardcore. And everything was going good, and then you showed up. Right. It was, it was kickoff. Right. Then you want to tell, you want to tell the rest of the story? Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen... um. We're not doing great at all. We're all of a sudden, I think it was 24 points, right? All of a sudden, yeah. just got to 24 points. All of a sudden, I get hit with a wave of just nausea. Ooh. And it wasn't from the game. It was from something I ate, maybe something too spicy. So I left the room and went into my uncle's house to use his facilities instead of using the one bathroom that was there because, let's be real, that would be rude. Right. And what happens? But also, what did you say when you were leaving? Uh, I gotta take a Chiefs. Yeah, because they <laughs> they they were shit at that point. Yeah, I yeah. really did. And I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go take a Gunther and a sheet in a Chiefs. <laughs> I, gotta go, I gotta go. So, and then all of a sudden, my wife texted me and says, "Stay where you're at." <laughs> so I sat in the bathroom. <laughs> 
because not only did I text her after that and said, okay, because we were winning, mm-hmm. I texted my friend Cody, uh-huh. and he was like, dude, it's a willing sacrifice. Stay yes. where the fuck you are. And all and, of a sudden... And when did your good friend uh, Paul text you? Um, that that you loved me. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that you appreciated my sacrifice. Yeah. Yep. I'm just saying that this good luck Chuck guy that has nothing on you. <laughs> right. You sat in the bathroom. You weren't even at the game. Right. I didn't and even spend not, money at the game. And you're not asking for extra stuff. No, I'm not you looking to get on team. Ellen. Yeah. And you know what? It was a willing sacrifice for this team. And that's exactly what I look for. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Real heroes don't get publicity. Well, I want I want you to know that myself and the listener thinks that you're a hero. You're welcome. And, you're welcome, guys. And a little choked up. <laughs> you will next game go right to that shitter, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Now I think I started the Drew can't come back in the room. Oh, okay. That sounds about right. And that's why your wife texts you. Yeah. She said they even locked. You guys locked the door. We locked the door to yeah. make sure you didn't even come in. Damon got locked out apparently. Yeah, <laughs> and my solution was once they were up twenty-one points, you could come back in. <laughs> yeah, but we saw the luck was going our way, and at halftime they let you in. That's right. Hey, I do what I can for this for then, this team in the city. <laughs> and then at the game. Your daughter ran around with no shirt on. So Yes, I heard that she got beer poured on her. Okay, so this is the first <laughs> time of many times in the future where your daughter's going to have beer poured on her and she's going to run around topless. Right. What do was, you think of that? I don't know about that. That doesn't sound great. <laughs> that sounds like a bad habit in the making. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I was told I was told she grabbed somebody's beer and that's how that's what happened. And she does do that. She'll go at home and grab like my glass of water off yeah. of the table. Yeah, let me just say maybe let me explain that before anybody starts calling <laughs> child <laughs> services, okay? There's no reason beer is being poured on my daughter purposely. Well Thank you. No problem. I do what I can. You're welcome. But also I want you to know that no one cares about you shitting or your alcoholic daughter. <laughs> they only care about the news of the Druze. All right. So I thought for my news of the Druze for the first one, I thought I'd talk about the Joker. Okay. And talk about why you should see it. You finally saw it. I finally watched now, it. Now, let me ask you this. Do you like DC stuff? Absolutely. Do you like Batman-related um, stuff? I don't know. I don't think I'm that big of a Batman fan. Let's, pan, let's go ahead and get that, get that camera going right there. I don't think I'm that big of a Batman fan. Yeah. I have many Batman memorabilia, but I wouldn't call myself a fan. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You're, you're definitely a fan. Right. Um, hardcore. Batman um, would be your favorite uh, superhero. He's always character. number one on my slot, and then number two is Flash. Okay. Um, so the forgot, movie itself. You forgot Superman, but yeah. I mean, yeah Superman's number six. Six? Yeah, he's always number six. Wait a minute. I just read Red Sun, and it was amazing. He bumped up to six. Batman, Flash. Uh, Wolverine. Wolverine. Oh, okay. That's Daredevil. Daredevil. Deathstroke. And then Superman. And then Superman. You like a villain higher than Superman? He's an anti-hero, but yeah. Actually, he's a villain. You're right. He's a, he's villain. a villain. He's a villain. You're yeah. a dick. Go ahead. <laughs> stupid story. Oh, since you like villains, go ahead. Yeah, Tell us I, about the I villain. always love Joker. Joker's number seven. That oh, makes you Jesus feel any better. <laughs> so anyway, um, the movie is basically a way of explaining the character and humanizing him in a way. 
Um, like you know how the Batman trilogy from Nolan kind of made a more real more realism to it. That's yeah. kind of what you're getting with the Joker. Okay. Um, he's a man who's suffering from a mental illness. Uh, he compulsively laughs and it hurts him to do so. Oh wow! So he tries to fight through it. Like and physically he, hurts like, him. Physically hurts him. Like throughout the movie, he like has to. He starts choking. Like he can't breathe oh, as my. he laughs. And eventually, you know, he gets out of that. But he, you know, has to take pills for it. He sees a social worker for it, and he's been institutionalized before. And the movie is basically what he does is he uh, dresses up as a clown for a living. Okay. And they rent out clowns either to like children's parties or something like that. So eventually, he goes to a children's hospital. Okay. At one point. Anyway, so it, everybody in this movie shits on this guy. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't think anyone in the... There was only one person that was ever nice to him throughout the entire movie, and he let him live. Oh, my. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Wow. Um, so, like, his mom's even crazy. She thinks she's... Her and Thomas Wayne have had this affair. She tells him that she's Thomas Wayne's... That he's Thomas Wayne's son... And he eventually, the social worker ends up getting closed down because the Gotham that they portray is in a downward spiral. Okay. They're having a garbage strike. There's garbage everywhere. Yeah. There's rats, everything. So the whole the whole city is like a powder keg. Okay. Just ready to blow. All right. And so eventually he gets fired and he's on a subway. And this is when the turning point happens is when he decides that these three brokers are harassing this woman and then they see him laughing because he's having a compulsive laugh. Oh, okay. They start fucking with him. All right. So they start beating the shit out of him and his friend earlier in the movie, who he thought was his friend, in reality he's not, um, gave him a gun because he got jumped by a bunch of kids in the beginning of the movie. And so he ends up shooting these two, these three guys oh, just in cold blood. And then he feels uplifted. He feels like he's gained power. Okay. And so eventually he just lets go of using the pills. He lets go of trying to stop this He's a psychopath. He turns into a a true psychopath. Yeah. The Joker emerges, finally. Okay. Like, he even thinks he's having sex with his neighbor. In reality, she doesn't talk to him or anything like that. It's Like, most of the movie is a lie. Okay. Because it's all through his mind. And it's a lie for himself to make himself feel better. Like he wants to be a comedian at one point, but he can't. When he finally goes up there, he can't do it. He ends up doing the compulsive. And laugh. doesn't he like? He's so bad that yeah, people so, make fun of him, right? Yeah. So Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro has him on the show because he wants to make fun of him. Mm-hmm. And this is like his dream because he loves this guy, Murray Franklin. Mm-hmm. The Murray Franklin Show is what it is. Is Robert De Niro, and so. Finally, he figures out that he's not... He ends up confronting Thomas Wayne and tells him, like, hey, I'm your son. He even confronts Bruce. Young young little boy Bruce and Alfred. He tries to choke out Alfred at one point. And, um... Yeah. Right. That's exactly what it kind of sounds like when he's in the comedy club. And everybody's like, fuck. It was kind of amazing how many stars were in this movie. Even Justin Thoreau, who I didn't even realize he's a small little part in it. Wow. He's like a uh, guest on the Murray Franklin show. Anyway, and some people from SNL are in it. Anyway, so get down to business. Um, it sheds a dark view on mental illness. 
Sure, I'm not funny anymore, but there's more to life than making shallow, fairly obvious observations. He, honestly, the movie, I think, needed more murder. What? Yeah. I know that's weird to say. But so he, when he's when he kills these three brokers, he triggers the whole city to turn against Thomas Wayne. Because Thomas Wayne goes these are employees of Wayne Industries and he goes around and calls them calls the people of Gotham clowns. Oh. So they start sprout they start all dressing like up clowns. as clowns. Because a clown was seen killing these three guys. So he starts a movement. What happens at the very end? So the very end, he kills Murray Franklin mm-hmm. I've heard on that. TV, mm-hmm. shoots him like four times, and um, says the lines from Frank Sinatra's song, That's Life, because that's a song that plays at the end of the show, of Murray Franklin's show, is That's Life. And a lot of Frank Sinatra in this. It was kind of nuts. Um. I mean, even when the brokers are messing with them, they're singing uh, the clown song that Frank Sinatra sings, Bring in the Clowns, yeah. and they, he ends up killing them. And then, But anyway, at the end of the movie, they riot because he admits that he's the one that killed them. Uh-huh. And so now they look at this guy as a hero. So he's in the back of a cop car, and all of a sudden these clowns hijack an ambulance, run it into the cop car, drag him out, put him on the hood, and he just stands on top of it just well, That's the end of it? Well, he takes his blood and puts a, a smile on his face. Uh-huh. And then this is where this is where he inadvertently creates Batman. Yeah, I've heard this too. Yeah, so Joe Chill is wearing a clown mask and decides to follow the, the Waynes down an alleyway, shoots both of them. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, he's sitting in the mental hospital and she's like, what's so funny? And he's like, he'll never get it. And his mind goes immediately to Bruce standing over his two dead parents as like a joke hmm. and then it ends with him saying that's life <laughs> so why would why would i like that because it took a i don't know i just thought it really just gave more substance to what the joker really is mm-hmm. gave him more of a backstory because throughout the comic book series most people don't he doesn't have one he doesn't have a name or anything like that because he ends up shedding his name in the movie also and takes on joker so when i first heard about this movie i was told that there was no batman and there is no batman well there There is is, but there isn't there is yeah i i almost thought it was gonna be like a universe without a batman and then it's a joker right but there is a batman yeah he invertly creates him in a way right like batman created joker in a way Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a flip Mm-hmm. Which I kind of liked because I'm, you know, if you're a comic book nerd, you'll get it. What you'll you get what you're seeing. Me? No, you got it. You, you just, you just said it. So Batman's still in it, but he's not. Now really I know in a guy it. who, um, the biggest Batman fan I know, says don't watch it. Oh, he saw it. Well, he said his wife told him not to watch it. Okay, well she doesn't know movies like I do. Okay? Oh, and she should. He should watch it if he's a Batman fan. Okay. Okay. All right, so what what rating do you give it? I gave it's up for eleven Oscars, so I'm going to give it an eight, and an it eight? deserves wow. it deserves it because honestly, Joaquin Phoenix was perfect as the Joker. I mean, I would like to see him battle Batman. Maybe that'll happen. In the Maybe future. it will. They're they're really talking about doing a second one, and Batman would be in it. So let's say we took a Robert Pattinson Batman. If that movie ends up doing well, merge these two together. You'd have yourself a, a dynamite movie 
and I wonder who that is. Caller six, she on the air. Hey, caller six. How's what's going? going on? Oh, not much. Hey, I've got a question for Drew. Yeah, okay. what's going on? While, while, while watching the Joker, did you not ask the question? Who made the Joker? It was you and me that has made the Joker overlooking people and not helping them when they hurt. That's right. That is what he says. Um, basically, people shitting on him created the Joker in a way. Because the yeah. rich rule Gotham and the poor are suffering in Gotham. Now, this just in from our chat uh, oh, here we go. line from a young man by the name of Trevor. Shut up, Drew. You don't know. Wow, how rude. Solid nine. <laughs> oh, okay. I gave you an A because I wanted more murders. <laughs> I thought that I heard there was too many murders. There weren't enough murder. Everybody he murders, though, deserves it. Have you seen it, Keith? I did. Did you, did you just fall down the steps? <laughs> no, I'm okay. coming out of the hospital, going back home. Oh God! Oh Are my you all right? You right? doing okay? I'm fine. Fine. I just have to get some test strips. Yeah. Uh, okay. I always gotta get those. Uh, the thing was, they gave me the wrong ones, and so I was on the on the phone for a whole hour. Well, I hope you don't Talk flunk that test. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, uh, uh, nailed it. Well, so would, do you recommend this movie, The Joker? Yes, I do. Okay. See, thank you. I also recommend the movie uh, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, that looked pretty good, Jojo too. Jojo Rabbit, Taika huh? Waititi plays Hitler. All right, I have to check that one out, too. Is yeah. that is that uh, nine months old, like this movie that Drew's finally uh, talking about? I don't think Joker's nine months old. Yeah. I mean, it's an old yeah, movie. It is We're old way movie. behind. It's yeah. like August or October. I'm just saying that Drew's behind. The news of the Drew can't be called yeah. breaking news. Are you okay? I am fine. I'm just I'm just walking through the, ele- the elevators and calling the parking lot. Okay. Well, yeah. keep listening because a, a, a white dude's coming up soon, okay? Oh, he is? Okay. Yeah. I have I have a really good one this week. but Oh, can't wait. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll play it next All week. Right. Thanks. Okay. All right. You bet. Bye. And we had a lot of fun talking about Hollywood and Oscars. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to make, trying to come up with the reason that we're talking about a movie that's so old. It's because the Oscars are coming up. Yeah, that's and my, it's the most yeah. nominated movie. Mm-hmm. But we've had fun. Let's learn something. Since Jack's not here to teach us what he normally does, right? Let's learn from the Y dude. Today's question comes to Victoria. Ah, dang it, Victoria. <laughs> I wonder why, I wondered why, now it's time to learn why. Today's question comes to Victoria. Victoria asks, why dude, I have a new job, and at my new job they have bereavement as a benefit. Since my mom and dad both died before I came to the company to work, will I be credited for bereavement leave that I did not take? Victoria, that is an excellent question. Before asking your boss for bereavement credit, I would test the temperament first. Tell your boss that your parents were in a car crash or they both had a heart attack at the same time. Jeez. <laughs> if your boss says, go home, be with your family, you are on your way to have some time off. Now you know. <laughs> I wondered why. I wondered why. Now we know why. Now I know why. That's the why dude only on the week review. That was the one that we actually played last week, but I added. 
<laughs> now you know now from you an know. Older, other one. Maybe we should just add that as a permanent ending. <laughs> now, you know. now you know. <laughs> wow, what a big show so far. I mean, we've <laughs> talked about sports. We've talked about entertainment. we talked about the why dude. I don't know about you, but, um, man, I'm, I'm ready. I'm absolutely ready to take a break. <laughs> don't you think? Oh, absolutely. All right, well, let's take a break. We'll be back with more KCTK Radio's Week Review with Paul and Drew and Jack, who's all up in your face. We'll be back soon. Thank you. What's going on, everybody? I know we've had some weird stories coming out this week about Antonio Brown throwing gummy dicks. Well, I want to shed light on that, okay? Because Aces is decided to make their own candy line. That's right. And I'm not even going to do the voice because this is supposed to be a sensual commercial. That's right. We make R-rated sexy uh, gummies. That's right. From penises to boobies. And... From naked ladies to naked men. For all you crazy ladies out there who want to have a good old bite of gummy. That's right. Aces has decided to make a sexually based gummy candy for any bachelor or bachelorette party. So come on down to your nearest sex store and get yourself some gummies. And tell them that the Aces guy sent you. Because it's Aces, Aces, Aces sexual gummy candy. You must be over 18 to get any of the sex candies up in the mouth and everything on Highway 40. A national TV and radio campaign for the Donate a Phone program seeks to collect as many of the country's inactive cell phones as possible. The phones help domestic violence victims to get a hold of emergency assistance quickly. Hey man, give me your phone. I don't want to give you my phone. I'm helping charity. Help charity and take phones from people and everything and then like give it to them. And Chili, we'll call you back later. We're not answering right now because we need your phone. If you have a phone, give it to us and give it to us good. Phones, donate a phone and do it today. Welcome back to KCTK Radio's Week Review with Paul and Drew. Mm-hmm. I have very special guests today. It's Bracca Getz, who's an author. And Bracca is not your typical Harvard grad. She's the author of 38 simply written spiritual picture books. 
and her books are designed to make life's deepest concepts clear so each uniquely beautiful soul can shine. So that's a that's a very positive thing. Hi, Bracca. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for your time. Um, you're, you've written a lot of books, um, a lot of spiritual books, picture books for kids and everything, but searching for God in the garbage is really kind of your story, right? Yes, exactly. And it, it's, it's part memoir, but part kind of teaching for all of us and how we can, um, in your words, have our soul shine. Is that right? That's exactly right. So, yes. so, so tell me a little bit about, um, first, I guess I want to know, you were an author, but then what led you to be so open with writing your own memoirs? That's a great question. Thank you. Right. Mo- most of my books are children's books, um, mainly because I, I try to write the books that I wished I had as a child. Oh. In other words, like spiritual books, but on really deep subjects, but told in a very simple way that children can understand. Like, where is God, and how can you believe in something invisible, things like that. So, I wasn't brought up religious, and... Let let me ask you about those those kids' books here for... uh, You know, a lot of times we think, oh, kids don't understand this deep stuff, but really we're always yearning for those things. What made you realize kids need this? Kids need that info. Because because what happened was my soul was really hungry for this stuff. I had like I had a really wonderful childhood with very loving parents and I really had everything anybody would want in life and yet there was something I felt that was still missing. And I didn't know what it was. So I really went searching. I went searching into all different religions and um you know, and and I really I couldn't find what I was looking for exactly. I just kept searching and searching in all kinds of things, in, in like environmentalism, social action, religions. I, I was trying everything. When do, when do you feel, feel like you started that search? Right. I started at age 12. Age 12. Wow. Yes. Like an adolescence. It, all of a sudden, I, I got an awareness like, is this all there is to life? Mm-hmm. Like, there, there must be something more. And... And it, the actual became more and more painful as I got older, that search, you know, I just yes. kept thinking there's something more. Actually, when I went to Harvard, and I, I was, one story in the book is I was, at a, I was at a garden party with all these famous people, like the children of the Kennedys and the Rockefellers and all these people, and I felt like, well, this is like a party everybody wants to be at. But, like, everybody at the party is looking for something more, too. Yeah. They were all, like, their eyes were roaming. They weren't satisfied. I realized at the party there's something more than this, too. Wow. Like, I, like I got to the top and there's nothing up here. That's mm-hmm. how it felt. So that was like, I, I felt there's something more. And I just kept searching and searching. What happened was... I started to get an eating disorder, and this was in college. It started then. It got worse. I I went to medical school, and I wanted to be a psychiatrist, and I I, I realized that I didn't even understand still why life was worth worth living. Mm -hmm. And um, meanwhile, I was getting skinnier and skinnier, Mm -hmm. and, like, I would fluctuate between having, like, binges, 
food binges and then, you know, starving myself, these two things. So, like, and then later on, what's interesting about the book, Searching for God in the Garbage, is that it's kind of a psychological mystery because at the end of the book, I finally put all the pieces together and I understand why, why did, like, learning about nourishing my soul, why did nourishing my soul finally stop the, the food addiction? Why did it end it? Because it was my soul that was starving. That's the whole thing. My soul that was starving. And then I, I started to put this whole thing together. Like there are so many people with addictions now of all types. Oh, yes. Yes. And of all it types. Has to do with, what did you say? Uh, it what? seems like everybody has an addiction. Um, it's, yeah. it's mostly like do people even realize that they have it or admit it? Right, right. I don't know if everybody has an addiction, but a lot of people have an addiction. Yeah. And the and the thing is that it's because our souls are empty. Mm-hmm. That's what I've come to. And so, like, for instance, with eating, we just keep eating and eating and eating because we want to fill the emptiness inside. Boy, are you but, talking my language. Do you know me? <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't do it. It never no. fills it, you no. know? So I'm on this crusade to teach people this is my goal in life really for the rest of my life i really hope to continue to spread this message that when people are overeating or involved in any addiction to try to ask themselves is it my body that is hungry or my soul that's the question and when you realize it's your soul that's hungry then you can bring pleasure into your life and fill your life and nourish your soul. Because really, the reason people overeat is because they want the pleasure to keep lasting. Yes. Like, like food is a pleasure, so we want the pleasure to keep lasting. But, but if we realize that there, the amount of pleasure in this world is infinite, then we, once we realize there's an abundance of pleasure in life, then we can really access it, and we could bring it into our lives and and then that's when we start to have really awesome lives. And was so, there was there a key moment that that as you've been searching, you saw different things. Was there a key moment where you said to yourself, "Well, this is it." Yeah, it really was. Was it that, that was I, it that garden party? Well, that was one of them. That was a big turning point in my life. It really was. You know what happened at the garden party? All of a sudden, on this gorgeous sunny day, it started pouring rain. There was a huge thunderstorm. And that's my thought. The first thought that came into my head was, wowee, all these powerful people here, and they can't even control the weather, you know? Like, it just is pouring on their party. Mm-hmm. And, like, so, in other words, there's a higher power. That's what, that's what I realized right then. There's got to be something greater than all these powerful people. There's something more than fame and fortune and all that. There's a pleasure that lasts. So that was one turning point. And another turning point was, um, like, the summer after my first year in medical school, I went to Israel, and there was this big poster in Jerusalem, and the poster was of a bagel and lox sandwich. And it says, is this the culmination of our heritage? Like, I don't know if you know, like, a lot of Jewish people eat bagels and lox. I don't know. Uh-huh. But, like, it's like, it's like is, that, is that all there is yeah. to Judaism? No. So, like... I started realizing there must be something more spiritual to my religion that I didn't know about, because I didn't know that it was even spiritual. So so then I had the opportunity to learn in a place there in Jerusalem, and I started learning about 
well, what you call the Bible or the Torah in depth mm-hmm. in a way that I, to me, I always thought it was like a bunch of nursery, nursery right. stories or fairy tales. I was brought up to think like that. And when I started to understand that even in every letter, um, it, it, every letter, like all the Hebrew letters, there is like an immense amount of wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's, it's called, it's mystical wisdom. And I started really studying things in a depth that I never knew before. Wow. It started to nourish my soul. It was like the missing puzzle piece I was looking let, for. Let me ask you about that a little bit, yeah. because I think, like, uh, I grew up Catholic, and... Yeah. Um, they always say during the Refor- Reformation, uh, the Protestants got the Bible and the mm-hmm. and the Catholics got the uh, the uh, covenants or the um, the the uh, the ritual, and, and and so there's a lot of people who either dismiss uh, spiritual um, scripture or some that think it's exactly to the letter literal. Right. You're suggesting to look at it in an even deeper way. Am I right? right? Tell right. us tell us how, how give us a tip on how to do that. Right, because what I learned, which I never knew before when I was in Jerusalem, is that it, it that we learned that the Bible is written in code. And so like it's written in a simple way so children can understand it, but to understand it on a more adult level in a much deeper mystical way, then we have to delve into the code, the coded way that it's, and the reason it's written in code is that it's it's filled with such treasures that we don't want the treasures open to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's written in code so that we put energy in to uncover the deeper meanings, and and so that's what I got the chance to see. So it seems as um, though those yeah. who like, oh, that's just that's just some some people who wrote something in the past, and right. those people who think it's exactly literal are me- missing those deeper treasures. Yes, that, that's that's exactly right. That's right. But um, there, there, we there are things to learn from it on a literal basis. There mm-hmm. are moral stories. You know, there sure. are important things that children can gain from it. That is true, and I don't want to dismiss that. But there's so much more to gain mm-hmm. when you delve into it on a deeper level, right? So exactly. So you you went through this growth. You you uh, search for your own soul. Yeah. How to nourish it. Um, I'm a, I'm guessing, and, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, that once you uh, understood some things, your quest isn't over. You're still searching. Is that right? Great question. Great question. Yay. Yes. And, yeah, yeah, Yay. Really. Yes. It's amazing. You, this is one of the best questions I've ever been asked. I'm not. I'm so impressed. Good job, man. The, <laughs> the answer is. The search goes on, but it's not with that sense of desperation. Okay. It, because, because, like, the bottommost pit of my soul has been filled. It's filled with a, a, a tremendous amount of joy and wisdom, so I don't have that intense hunger anymore. What I have now is the, the joy that I get as it fills with pleasures every single day, which is how we are... We're actually meant, like we're designed, to fill both our bodies and our souls with pleasure every day. So, like, you know how we eat three meals a day, like usually, we, we also, throughout the day, we need to be filling our soul with pleasure as well. So, so yes, I'm always searching for more pleasure, but it's not with desperation. It's a whole different thing now, you know? So yeah. That, yeah, that's why the, the addictions could 
evaporate. I couldn't understand, like, why when my soul was nourished was there no longer a need for the addictions? And that's, that's what I explored in the book. And, and f- actually through writing the book is how I came to an understanding of how, how, how healing it was, um, the spiritual nourishment. And so that's, that's basically what I'm spending my time spreading now, that message. Yeah. Well, that's a wonderful message. And, uh, folks, you can get Searching for God in the Garbage on Amazon. I was looking at it. The reviews are out of this world. People are really <laughs> getting a lot out of this this book. Thank you. And, Thank you so much. And, and it, what, what is uh, a lot of fun is that you have decided that not only are you going to go through this and improve your own life, you've decided that you're going to tell other people about it as well. Yeah, I, feel, I mean, that's what I feel I'm here for, you know. Mm-hmm. We, we're all here for different purposes in life, and that's what makes my soul shine. You know, when I spread this important information, I can feel my soul shining. <laughs> that's how it, you know, because you just want other people to also be able to lead pleasurable lives. We, and, and, and there's no need for all these addictions. We just have to have clarity and it's really a very simple truth that we, we need to fill our souls every single day, throughout the day with pleasure. And we have the ability. It's not like we're dependent on other people. We can bring it into our lives. It, like, for instance, like there's all kinds of physical pleasures. If a person gets stuck on food... They could think, wait a minute, what other physical pleasures do I enjoy? Mm-hmm. You know, and then bring those into one's life. They could, like, let's say they're overeating. They could say, oh, maybe I could just get up and stretch, turn on some music, start dancing, you know. Or maybe I could call, it's not, this is not, not a physical pleasure, a higher level pleasure. It's maybe I could text or call someone that's lonely. And then they start feeling yeah. pleasure from that. All these things bring pleasure mm-hmm. and they bring a more lasting pleasure than the bag of potato chips you know so it, wow it, yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't know it seems like you're talking directly to me and i appreciate that i really do so um so everyone go to amazon buy yourself a copy of search for god in the garbage very affordable and um it will show uh, also the, the story is great because everyone goes through their own journey and when you hear other people struggle, I mean, someone who went to Harvard, right, and had a great childhood, you still had those struggles, so it's very relatable. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. Thank you. So thank you so much, uh, uh, Bracha. Bracha? I always say it wrong. Yeah. You really, you really, really get it, and I'm so appreciative. I really. <laughs> well, thank you. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Thank you. There goes Bracha. And a very, very sweet woman and uh, very inspirational and just trying to do her part to spread some happiness around. So And we it, need it. I had a nowadays. lovely conversation. I really appreciated it. Yeah. She liked my questions, so. There you go. I really got it. Yeah. So that was something I got. Now, I did forget to mention something big that happened to me this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And uh, did a little bit of stand-up last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, how'd it go? Well, you bombed? Did you have a compulsive laugh and bomb, just like no. the Joker? <laughs> I did okay. There wasn't hardly anyone there in the club, but it's a good club. The comedy, the comedy club of KC on Wednesday nights is open mic. So, just trying to get that 
going again, I guess. Is that what you call it? Yeah, I call it, you know, getting revamped. Revamped. You revamped. Have, you, have you done some drawing? Yeah. Um not Yeah. No. Just just rough sketches, nothing like well, that. Well, okay. My stand up yeah. was rough too, so. Yeah, that's all good. That's fine. Uh we promised you this last week and we'll, we'll get to it, folks. It is it is a weird tech news is what we want to do. We haven't we usually have wait till Jack's here to do tech news. But we have so many reports about robots. <laughs> You've missed the robot news, haven't you? Oh, I have. Well, the uh, Consumer Electronics uh, show went on, and it showed all the different type of robots that are... Oh, shit, I just dropped one of those. showed all the different <laughs> robots that were happening. So let's find out a little bit more about it. This is a commercial. Here we go. Okay. So the... This may look like a yeah. traditional Samsung TV, but there's something quite curious about it. If you press a button on its remote, it actually turns from landscape mode into vertical mode. Have you seen this before? No, not at all. So it's a TV, and it looks like a regular TV, and then it moves sideways like, like for phone? you. Like your phone? Oh, that's kind of cool. I was thinking it was going to sprout arms and legs and start walking around so I can like you can follow it in the kitchen. Reflect what's on your smartphone here and have it mirror directly to the TV. Hmm. Now, would you want to do that ever? I mean, depending on what I'm watching. The company thinks this will resonate with the mobile generation, who's used to consuming content on the go in vertical form. But now the company says you can go home and you can watch it on the big screen. I don't know. I have trouble watching things on my phone still. Now, you do that a lot, don't you? Yeah, when I watch uh, Titans. Do you ever watch it on your computer, or do you watch it on your phone? Uh, I watch it on my phone and put it up on my uh, Apple TV for my actual television. Some of the other uh, other robots that they're coming up with is uh, food shopping based on your DNA. What the? F- a trash can that ties up with its own garbage. Now, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they finally have a, a Alexa in the shower. Huh. Alexa. Sorry. Alexa. Alexa. Why? Why isn't she answering now? Because your robot sucks. Alexa. Alexa. Sorry. Alexa, can I put you in the shower? Sorry, I'm having trouble understanding. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know if you ever seen one of those speakers that are actually a shower head. Oh yeah. Now it's, there's going to be an Alexa one. That's fun. There's robot kittens now. The hell? Oh, like the robot dogs? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There, it's a, there's a half bike, half plane type thing. You you ride it on a, on like a... looks like a bike and then it starts flying. Well, you E.T. now? Uh-huh. That's fun. There's an egg-shaped Segway where you sit down in it. Huh. So that should be fun. Huh. There's tech for your teeth. It looks like Oral-B is trying to um, keep up with... Quip. Do you have a Quip? Uh, I've used Quip. You have? Uh-huh. Used it? You yeah. Didn't, you didn't buy it and keep it? Not really. I love my Quip. 
so you're stupid. Okay. So those are some other other robots. Now there is also one called a, the Bally. Have you heard about this one? No. What's a Bally? Let's hear the story. It's sent from Samsung as well. This is technically the first day of CES, but we've been here for a few days already, and we've run into Samsung a few times, honestly. On many of those occasions, we've run into devices that they've shown off and given us a pretty good sense of, but have really not given us the details. There's really no better example of that here at CES than Bali. Bali made its first appearance Look at this show at the Samsung keynote address last night where it followed HS Kim around on stage and it seemed to make these sort of cutesy bleep bloop Star Wars droid sounds that everyone just kind or of loves. After having seen it in slightly more detail here on the show floor though, I am afraid we still don't have much in the way of answers for you. We know it does roll around, it happens to do that more or less pretty well, and it does seem to do a pretty good job of connecting so what with this the is, folks. systems that Samsung has set up. What this is is a ball. It looks like a uh giant not giant but it's a big softball looking thing that's yellow have you ever seen a yellow softball before uh-huh Played it was like in school uh-huh yeah and it rolls around on the floor and what it is is kind of like an alexa that rolls around and follows you around oh okay alexa can you roll around alexa Four. can you roll around one <laughs> okay <laughs> So no. <laughs> so let's hear more about it. They outline scenarios in which you could, for example, have a running list of tasks like water the plants. And when Bali physically sees you doing it with its built-in camera, it'll know to check that off your list so you can get on with the rest of your day. Beyond that sort of task list management stuff, it does connect to your smart home devices. We saw it more or less connect to an air purifier. So when it sort of rolls around and is able to detect things aren't quite right, it'll throw on your air purifier. It is very much a rolling command and control center for your smart home which is great, but we just don't know much else about it. I will say this though, their demo video really prominently featured a dog, and I don't understand how a dog in that scenario is not gonna see a robot ball bopping around the house and not give a chase. Exactly. I should also point out that while the Bali is not quite tennis ball size, it's pretty close. It's like, it's, it's roughly the size of a grapefruit. A big dog could pretty easily wrap <laughs> its jaws around this thing. It doesn't appear to be that fast, so maybe this is a big problem Samsung is trying to figure out. That's why we don't know more about it, but at this point, I'm just speculating. It's really hard to get a sense of what this thing is capable of because these situations are so tightly controlled. So would you want a ball robot following you around? Well, I mean, like, it's, it's, to me, it sounds like something like a mouse droid from Star Wars. What's Is that DBDB? What's the name of that? Droid? No, they're called mouse droids. I know, but what's the name of the one character that's around? Oh, R two D two. That's a soccer ball looking. Oh, uh, BB eight. BB eight. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think they're trying to make. Ah, uh, okay. Do you want one? Not really, because I see my dogs destroying it within five minutes of bringing it in the house, or yeah. freaking out. Okay. Yeah. Well, I also see me tripping on it, mm-hmm. just walking around, because that's what my luck would be. <laughs> I already trip on toys at home. I would trip on a Bali. Well, here's here's one that you would like. Okay. Okay. Um, there's the Bali. I gotta find it again. It looks like I... somewhere along the way I deleted it, but okay, here it is. Don't show this again. Charmin's bare-face toilet roll robot. At CES in Las Vegas on Sunday, the company unveiled Rollbot. 
a self-balancing robot that connects to your phone and will deliver a fresh toilet roll directly to your seat mm. if you happen to find yourself on the pan and caught in bind. It's not clear how the bare-faced robot, which has no arms, hands, thumbs, is able to wrangle a fresh roll out from the cupboard under the stairs and open the <laughs> locked toilet door to bring the roll right to you, but they are presumably problems for CES 2021 and beyond. So they're doing a Charmin robot where it will bring you toilet paper when you run out. That's now, fair. You need this, right? Always. Do you run out of toilet paper a lot? Sometimes. And then I got to, you know, pull my britches up and go in the hall. Mm -hmm. You don't yell for, like, your wife or... She's not home. Sometimes I'll have to pull up my britches and go, oh, go yeah. into the hallway. Do you ever ask Trev, Trev, uh, Trevor Anus to do it for you? <laughs> no, because he doesn't live with me. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know. So you so you say yes to the... You say no to the round robot and yes to the Charmin I robot. say yes to the Charmin. I say yes to the, tra the trash bag one. Okay. Because it makes my life easier. How about the ball one? The ball one just sounds ridiculous. Okay. All right. Now, if it was flying above me, again, I probably wouldn't like it either because it hit me in the face. <laughs> now, here's here's the next one, which I thought of you when I heard about this Oh, robot. shit. Um, male sex robot with unstoppable <laughs> bionic penis are coming this year. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, man. I can't believe you were thinking of me when you <laughs> up read until that. now. It looked like women would be missing out on the on the exciting opportunity to make love to a cold, lifeless bodies of machines. <laughs> but don't despair, ladies. Real Doll, maker of the alarmingly plastic sex bots for men, is making one for women too, and he's quite a hunk, as well as uh, combining with a bionic penis, which never never tires. The maker promises. Just look at this lifeless blue eyes. That's creepy. Can you see him here? Yeah, I can see him. I don't need to. I'm using the force. I can see through uh -huh. the <laughs> see through your computer. So, what do you think of that? I'm good, but thanks. I mean, I wouldn't even want to have sex with a female robot. That's just weird, man. Number one, why do they assume that? Uh, only women want this. I mean, there may be some guys who want this. Yeah, you may be able to, you know, give some serial killers this, and so they stop hunting down humans, human men. Right. <laughs> and this one frightens me a little bit because at some point, why are men even needed? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, they have sperm banks. They right. got a robot. Right. I mean, they, they make, basically women are gonna become the Amazons. They, <laughs> they're smarter, make more money. Yeah. They're more in tune with other people. What would be the purpose? Um, to kill a spider. Oh. Okay. That may be it. That may be it. Or, or in the future, males would just be in that kind of matrix-type cocoon thing. <laughs> yeah. And they'll they'll take away their sperm. Yeah. And then use this as batteries. Mm-hmm. For yeah. the male robots to be recharged. Right. Because <laughs> I, I can tell you, this, this plastic guy I'm looking at right now, I can't compete with him. <laughs> I don't want to. So, well, so would you would you get one of these? No. Okay. What would you do if your wife said, "Can you pick me up one of those?" The, I'd be like, "Wow, that's weird." So my marriage is in trouble. <laughs> is it cheating to have sex with a robot like this? I would say no, but it's not very fair. Yeah. It's I mean, would you feel weird if you? If you went home, I walked home, and then he's he's taking my place in bed. And your yeah, wife's riding a robot. Yeah, I'd be a little upset. Okay. First, I would think it was a real man. Uh huh. 
and start, you know, grabbing him by the face and then realize he's plastic. Right. And look at her and be like, what the fuck? Right. If you wanted a divorce, just say so. Do you, would you, do you think women it's who do that? It's typically a form of masturbation. Yeah. So it's not cheating. Hmm. So would you, if your wife wanted one of these, would you get her one? No. Would, what if you could get one of the female ones? No. I don't want to have sex with a robot. It's weird, man. <laughs> I want to have sex with a live woman. <laughs> well, those days may be over for you. You're married with children, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, I feel as though we're having kind of, uh, no one gives a, a, a rat's uh, behind about... Um, Mr. Uh, high-powered dick over here. <laughs> robot. Yeah, me. I was talking about my exci- exciting news about the... The new uh, stand-up routine. Oh, I'm excited. Thanks, I appreciate it. No problem. Let's go take a one more break. Okay. We'll be back to wrap up this very subdued show. It was very subdued. Yeah. I haven't cussed barely, barely any at all. Yeah. I've said the f word a couple times, but not a lot. Well, we'll we'll, we'll bring some cusses back to you after these words. Okay, sounds good. Cell phones save lives. Thanks. You're welcome. A national TV and radio campaign for the Donated Phone program... I just did that one. ...seeks to collect as many of the country's inactive cell phones as possible. Are they paying us twice, or are we just doing it twice? Yeah, we're doing it twice. You had a domestic violence one, and this one's just, you know, recycling. Okay. So, anyway, the phones help domestic violence victims... (laughs) I mean, they better pay us twice for reading they are. the copy twice. And that's why I'm reading it twice. Have Listen, you, if have, you're in a bad situation... Oh, yeah, I am. And you feel like you're being somewhat a victim of yeah. abuse, mm-hmm. then you need to call these people. Yeah, but I don't have a cell phone. But you don't have a cell phone. How am I going to call them to get a cell phone? That's why you look at your friend, the Darush, mm-hmm. and he'll give you his cell phone. That's nice. And, and say, I will save you from yourself, sir. And I will help you. So the Darush, if you need a phone... Hang out with the Droosh and then give us a call and we'll give you a free phone. That's right. On Highway 40. <laughs> Do you have cancer? I did. Today my friends were throwing me a party. They do it every year on this date. It's not my birthday, but it's my fifth anniversary of the day that I was thinking that perhaps in the future I may have cancer. But my cancer is in remission, and it's a day I thought I'd never see. But I actually did, because everyone was supportive and good doctors and everything. I was positive about it. So, congratulations to cancer survivors. I know I'm a smart ass, but I am one, so thanks a lot 
for everything that you do. Don't get cancer. <laughs> don't drink. Don't drink Diet Coke. Oh, jeez. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to KCTK Radio's Week Review with Paul and Drew. Yeah, those really weren't our best live reads. No, but you know what? Sometimes we just got to get back and give it to the people. Cell phones and cancer survivors. We show we care. Well, I need to call our uh, sports guy. He tried to call us earlier. He did. But I'm afraid I don't have his number. Do you want it? Here we go. Okay. Here he is, folks. Scary Spice. Scary Spice. Hey, Scary Spice, what's going on? <laughs> this is KCTK Radio, the week review. How are you? How dare you guys not answer my call? I thought I thought I was a big deal. Apparently not. You are. You well, are a big deal. We were in an interview, and I know that you wanted us to get your opinion on the male sex robot, because <laughs> I know that excites you. Yes, it does. <laughs> you know, they need to start making normal size men though if you know what i'm saying right and not make us you know not make them the, the mammoths that they are it's not fair no it's not not all um, of us are that realistic now, hey how did uh how did the open mic go uh open mic well, thank you for asking drew didn't seem to give a shit um <laughs> i did uh, would i did some new material and went well thank you i appreciate yeah, that Oh, oh, Drew and I need to go sometime. Yeah, we yeah. do. I'd love to go. You're welcome. You're welcome to come on a Wednesday night at the Comedy Store. What time is it? it right now it is... No, not... Oh, nine. it starts at I 7 did, o'clock. It's 7 o'clock Wednesday o'clock. night. Okay, perfect. I get off at 7, so that's perfect. Now, Chili. Yeah. You had a really interesting... I, I don't know if you heard earlier when we were bemoaning our, our terrible time on Sunday, the first part of the g- football game. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I'm just mad as hell, and I saw your um, Facebook post, and it was very insightful. I was very angry. You said something along the lines of, this is why I didn't badmouth Tom Brady or anyone else, right? So, you're used to, you know, just kind of cool your jets until the team can win, right? Yeah, I mean, people were making fun of Lamar Jackson and making fun of Tom Brady, you know, what's... Let's let's play a playoff game this season first before we start all the memes. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So let's on Sunday, everybody who uh, is a Chiefs fan, just everyone, just relax, be cool. Let's see how we do. Let's not get all worked up. That's right. Okay, because it, it will be a tougher game than everyone expects, right? Yeah, Titans are good. I I thought the Texans game would be close, and I it kind of wasn't at the end there, but mm-hmm. you know I do think they could score. But uh, honestly, this game, I really feel like it's uh, going to be a 34-17 type of You think so? No, he's there. I, okay. 
Yeah. I, I think 3417. Yeah. Now, I understand that you're having anyone who wants to come, they can come over and uh, help you move and watch the game. Uh, yes. Okay. But Drew, even, Drew's not even helping me move, so I don't know what he's talking about. What? I, I offered. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you know okay. that guy. But, oh, I didn't know you were hungry. I would have gotten you some food, but he never even offered to grab you food. He just came over with McDonald's. Oh, that's yeah, not fair. That I would guy. always oh, ask I you know if you that. want food. I, yeah, that he is that guy. <laughs> I would yeah. always ask you if you want food. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know you were hungry. Okay, look at me for one. <laughs> <laughs> I can always eat. I can always I, eat a chicken. Hey, m- about a month ago, I offered to help you move. I said, just let me know what day you were doing it, and I make sure to take off work. This is what I wanted to talk to you guys about. That's why I was calling. Though. Okay. I forgot. All right. So the Oscars. Do you guys care about the Oscars at all? Yeah, yes, a little absolutely. bit, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to watch all the movies that are like up for the major awards. So I went and saw 1917, and it was phenomenal. Okay. I highly, oh, okay. I highly recommend it. Um, it's shot in real time, kind of, so it's really cool. You really follow them like, through the trenches and stuff in World War One. Really cool. And then last night I watched Two Popes. Which was fantastic. Okay, that's Anthony not Hopkins, what I want to right? say. Anthony Hopkins, yes, and the guy that played um, Elizabeth's dad in Pirates of the Caribbean. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. But I know who you're talking about. He's up for best actor. Anthony Hopkins is up for best supporting actor. Oh wow. Yeah, but then I'm gonna yeah. So I recommend those movies. If you Did you watched. see Joker? I've not seen Joker. Okay, well I apologize. I need to watch Joker. Okay. Well, again, I apologize if there was any spoiler alerts that you were listening to. So when it's closer to the Oscars, are you going to come in and give your predictions? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Oscar section, that'd be great. Okay. Yeah, that'd be fun. It's, All right. Uh, what is it, the second weekend of February? Something yeah, like so that. everyone start watching the movies, at least so at least one of us have seen I'd all like of them. I'd like to see 1917. Well, I, I was kind of ticked off because I remember seeing two popes, you know, on there, and then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try to watch all the, you know, best movie nominees. Then I went back and looked. That's not even nominated for uh, best movies. Oh, just, just the actors. actors. And then you got oh, Marriage my- Story, right? That's on there. Scarlett Johansson's up for two. Yeah, she's up for uh, actress and supporting actress. Yeah. Yeah, like Tom Hanks is nominated for, you know, playing Mr. Rogers, and I want to, I haven't seen that yet either. Yeah, I'd love to see that. But he's supporting actor. He's not, you know, best actor. No, he's up for main actor. No, he's supporting. I heard it on the radio. Yeah, because he's. How do you play the main character of a movie and get nominated for best supporting actor? Because he's not the main character. The main character is the reporter who's reporting on Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. So look, I, I will bet you a quick trip E that you were wrong. Okay, let's look it up right now. Let's do this. I got let's IMDB always has a list of Oscars, so we're gonna do this right now. He played the uh, sex robot as well. Yeah. Uh, I hate to tell you, Chili, you're wrong. Oh, you're looking no. it up right now? Yeah. Okay. Because the the other actor is was considered the lead. Uh, you know what? You know why you are right. And you know I, what? And I bet you they did I that. I bet you they put him in that category so he could win, too. You know I, what I mean? So I, so I, I owe you a T. Um, the reason I was thinking that is because he's in the same category as Joe Pesci and Al Pacino. Yeah. But yeah. they're up reporting. And that yeah. was a phenomenal yeah. movie. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll hit you with the uh, – we'll get you some other time. You can actually come to the studio. Yeah. That works. 
All right. For me. All right. Good luck to you. Thanks for calling in. Sorry we had to call All you right. back. Now, it's now time we have one last thing of the news of the Droosh, which is going to be a little different this time. Are you excited by it? Yeah, let's hear it. News of the Droosh, but brought by both of us. Oh, okay. This is where we would like to say a very happy, happy birthday oh, to yeah. someone special to both of us. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want me to start? Take it over, yeah. Okay. Well, today is my grandmother's birthday. Really? Yeah. That's weird because it's also my mother's birthday. That's crazy. Wow. How old is she now? Um, she's 70, 77? She's 78 years old. Oh, 78? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How old is your grandmother? My grandmother's 78. Oh, okay. How ironic. Yeah. And did she have fun today with her friends? Uh, she's a wonderful woman. I gotta love her so much. I do too. Love love my mommy so much. She's pretty and, great. Uh, yeah. And her favorite grandchild is the Droosh. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, no one's perfect, but she's got issues right. with that anyway. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah. I get it. I don't know why. I'm she, like her, I'm her guy. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be the main reason that we end up putting her in the old folks home, but. She could um, live with me. Yeah. She could live she with me. Well, she could come if, with me. and if she wants to do that, we're definitely going to put her away for, <laughs> for some failed mental hey, stuff. Hey, actually, she should hang out with her second oldest. He's got plenty of room. He, I'm sure he would do anything for his mother. I hope anything, he does. Anything his mother would need. Now, did you get her a gift? or I gave her a hug. Uh, <laughs> that's her. You did? Yeah, I gave her a hug. And a kiss on the cheek. That's wow. all she really wants. She never really... Anytime I've ever almost given her a present, she doesn't want it. Oh, okay. I, I did thought we were joking around and talking about the same person, but I guess not. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm getting her a gift Sunday. So happy birthday to your mom. We love you. It's not from Quinn. Make it from yourself. It's from all three of us. My family. Okay. Is that better? Yeah. And uh, it's been a just a birthday, magical birthday time. She uh, did shots. And, no, no. I know. was saying that my, it's my wife's birthday one week later. It's my daughter's birthday, 23 years old. Happy birthday, Madeline. I didn't even mention it last week. I apologize. Yeah, wow. This, what kind of father are you? And then this week is my mother's birthday. Right. And next week on Thursday, I think we'll be doing a show, is Chelsea's birthday, who passed away. Oh. Uh, yeah. And then so that's also my birthday. No, your, birth- your no, birthday's in November, isn't it? Yeah, it's in November. I'm lying. Yeah, okay. November 21st. Anyway, so that was a very special news of the Droosh. Happy birthday to everyone involved. Don't play the birthday songs. We have to pay money for that. Okay. <laughs> I won't do that. I won't do that at all. <laughs> so happy birthday, everybody, and thanks for joining us on this very subdued. Very laid back. Yeah, laid back episode. I mean, you'd think maybe we had a couple of drinks before this. No, I didn't. Did you? I did not. I think I got bored I by your movie review. I had a salad. Yeah. It's not boring. The movie's not boring. But it's been out for three years, and we're doing a review (laughs) on it. Anyway, thanks, folks. We'll see you next time.
has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda. If you want more information about this content, then you have some real weirdness going on. You can always check out KCTK Radio on Facebook. Listen to live programs at kctk.radio12345.com. Yes, and that is on the World Wide Web. Thank you.